staying in the NBA here because we had some deals that actually went down. We talked about the deal that didn't go down. Well, there's a lot that went down, and we want to give our biggest winners and losers of NBA free agency so far, even though it's not done. We saw a lot, so we have a lot of substance and a lot of material here. So basically, I just want to go team and player, right? We can get one team and player, and then once everybody gets a chance to go, then we can probably do honorable mentions and things of that nature. But I'm going to start it off here, and I'm going to start with a winner, and I'm going to go with a team before I go to the player. I like the Rockets as a winner, and there's a lot of winners. You can argue Boston, things of that nature. But the reason why I'm going to go um, the Rockets as I pull up some of the draft picks that they got, 2023 first-rounder, pick swap with Brooklyn, 2024 first-round pick swap with Brooklyn, 2025 first-round pick, 2026, 2027, all these are first-round picks. They are loving what's going on. They are loving conversations like what we just had, talking about the Brooklyn Nets, because they are, mind you, that the Brooklyn Nets actually funded the Boston Celtics run at a championship, bro, because those picks that they lost became Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They are going to be doing damage, along with already having the best player in the draft. I know Chet Holmgren is actually gaining a lot of buzz right now. He had an excellent preseason game. I think he has a high ceiling, but, you know, that's neither here or there. I still think Jabari Smith is the best player in that class. He can shoot. He can literally you give him any inch of space. He's going to pull up and knock down the shot. So the combination of having the best player and the combination of being all asset up, okay, is why I like the Rockets being my winner of free agency. Okay, um, my player that I'm going to go with who had the best free agency was my guy Zion. We are talking about him almost making $231 million. Okay, this is a guy that only played 85 games. Excuse me, I, I made an error. The contract is five years, extension worth up to $231 million. That's straight robbery with no gun right there. The guy only played 85 games. I don't even know who Zion Williamson is anymore. I really don't, okay? And a lot of people talked about Kyrie. He didn't play these minor games, but he didn't, all right? Nets didn't even want to give him a long-term contract. But Zion played less than Kyrie Irving, and he got the money. He even played a snap or anything this year, and he got the bag. I think he flees the Pelicans. I'm not going to lie. You can sit here and talk about his box office and he's still living off his name. But man, you talk about profiting off of name and likeness. Zion Williamson just did that with that contract, bro. I'm not even going to lie. But another reason why he's a winner is because the Pelicans made the playoffs without him. So he's coming in there already making good loot, not having to be the number one because they already made the playoffs without him. He's going to go there with less attention and just less heartache and less work. Just go there, and they should be better. So, yeah, those are my winners right there. The Rockets and Zion Williamson. You know, I think for me, I'm going to go with the Knicks as a, a winner for the NBA free agency because you added by subtraction. You got rid of Alec Burks. You got rid of Kimball Walk. You got rid of Nerls Noel, guys who were in front of the young players that were on this team. And I think it opens up for the young players to really thrive more. When you saw what Obi Toppin was able to do with 20-plus minutes a game, he has some outstanding numbers. You talk about IQ when he's playing 20-plus minutes a game in a role that first that suits him the best, being a score first guard. You saw he was able to spread the um, offense and do different things. I think by um, removing the veteran players on this team that were in front of these players, uh, it, it creates opportunity for the young guys to really thrive and develop in these games. And I think that's something the Knicks did well in this offseason. The, um, and also adding, you know, Jalen Brunson and Harnstein to this team that incorporates ball movement and move and uh, spacing the floor, which was something they were horrible in last season. 
the player in, um, that I have that won the free agency is John Wall. I think someone that didn't play for almost a year and change on that rocket, he was sitting on a Rockets bench. He didn't want to um, play if it didn't mean starting. And I think him going to the Clippers, which is an automatic contender when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is on the floor, is something perfect because you have to add attention to John Wall now. And being possibly the third best player on the floor for the Clippers is going to give him ample opportunity to carve up a defense, especially when their focal point is going to be Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and where they are at at all times on the floor. So give me the New York Knicks and John Wall as winners for this free agency. Yeah, so uh, I had a couple winners that came to mind right away. The number one winner for me was the Celtics. And I just think that this team was so close to winning an NBA Finals last year. And what really cost them was that inability to take care of the basketball. And I think Marcus Smart, when he was your primary ball handler, that made him worse on the defensive end as well. I think Jason Tatum just kind of got worn out going up against Kevin Durant, going up against Giannis in the Bucks, going up against Jimmy Butler. And by the time he got to the finals, he just had some trouble creating his own shot. And I think with a better, more natural playmaker and ball handler in Brogdon, that's going to help the Celtics out big time. Adding Gallinari as well, that is another addition I really like. Uh, I know a lot of people have been uh, not too happy with the Timberwolves and the amount uh, of picks and capital they gave up to get Rudy Gobert. But I do think when you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves and the position they're in right now, was it a lot to give up? Yes, they definitely overpaid. But you're the Minnesota Timberwolves. No one is going to want to come to you in free agency. And I do think when you look at the team that they're building, like this move, I'm not saying it makes them one of the best teams in the West, but we've seen Atlanta get to the Eastern Conference Finals after a couple of things uh, break their way. Same thing with Dallas. And when you look at Minnesota, and the core they're building with Anthony Edwards and that front line, I actually do commend them for just improving their team and doing whatever they can. I think it's easy to say, oh, you know, they're, they're giving up all of these picks. And I think a lot of times we uh, grade trades based on these draft picks, but they don't hit all the time, especially in Minnesota. They have had a lot of trouble drafting players that could help them and contribute in the top 10. They finally do it a couple of times with Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, and they have a, a nice core they're building. They were another winner. Atlanta comes to mind as another winner, uh, adding DeJounta Murray to go along with Trey Young. I think that's a big time addition as well. And in terms of a player, I would say Jalen Brunson, kind of uh, why Zay labeled the Knicks as his winner, but Brunson becomes the first player, free agent in NBA history to get a hundred plus million dollar contract without making an all-star team. And I do think that he is a good pickup for the Knicks. He's a winning player that as long as he's on your team, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of games just based on his organized play, based on his attitude and just having him as a primary ball handler. But he did get a lot of money good for him. So, uh, yeah, Brunson was my winner from a player perspective alongside the Boston Celtics as a team. I'm going to knock this out real quickly here as time is running down. I'm going to go with my losers. I'm going to start off with the team. I'm actually going to disagree with Zach here. I'm going to go Timberwolves. The reason why we're going to talk about it right now, you're talking about multiple first round picks, unprotected first rounders. I don't got to go through the years. We all know 2023, 2025, 2027, basically said the years. Um, But I think if you make a move like that, I don't really care about the players too much, even though we'll talk about it from the other perspective. Um, Why didn't you just go for Kevin Durant? Like you're literally one player away, either Ant or Cat, to really go after Kevin Durant. You could have made a bigger play for bigger value. I mean, and is they he coming didn't. to Minnesota though? Like, do you see um, any realistic like, chance? Like, he wants like to I play said on my last take, though, bro. Like he, Kevin Durant is going. Well, I'm getting the best assets, bro. That's just me. 
You know what I'm saying? And then maybe they, he saw the improvement, just like Brooklyn, right? They made the playoffs before he saw that place attractive. Maybe he saw the same thing. All right, they made the playoffs. Okay, they took a step forward. Maybe I'm the missing piece. Look, when you think about that, I don't care about the fit because the fit is awkward, right? And it's not more so about the fit, even though you basically are paying. Is it more about the value? Because you're paying two centers, even though one is going to play power forward, the other's going to play center. You're paying them big money and combined, they're making $94 million. Okay, when the league is going smaller, you're going bigger. I'm not sure come playoff time they're going to be able to keep up. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I wouldn't have well, made that my, move. Exactly, but the thing is, I think this, moves may, this move makes the Timberwolves are in the regular season maybe a 50-plus win team. And if they could just get come to the playoffs, conference finals. Come playoffs, how far they get? How, okay, how but, far they okay, get in the but, playoffs? But if you're the Timberwolves, you haven't been to a conference final since 2004. Like, you just had a great season after making it to the first round. You're the Timberwolves. Like, it's it's, it's not easy to win a championship and to get these uh, small these players to come when you're a, a small market team. And I think, yeah, like, they just need a couple. They're not the favorite in the West right now, nowhere close to it. But if they could just get a couple things bounce their way, maybe they could find themselves in Western Conference Finals, which they haven't like been I, in 20-plus years. Like I said, I already seen Rudy Gobert. I know his weaknesses come playoff time, and I know it's the same thing with him, and that team is expensive. D'Lo got to go because he's another guy that's contract is about to be up. Then you have to pay D'Lo. He got to go, and now you're losing guard play and Malik Beasley and Pat Bev. So you're losing guard play. So, yeah, good luck. But, Zay, if you want to respond to the, the take right there, give your perspective. Oh, man, nah, I knew it was a bad trade when I, once I saw it happen. I was so disgusted with that with that trade. I'm like, when you're in Minnesota Timberwolves, your best asset was playing Cat at the five when he's able to space the floor and Jane have a, a mismatch against other centers, opposing centers. The fact that he even they even made that trade for Rudy Gobert is, is ridiculous. Your front court is, is $100 million. That, that is just ridiculous to me. I just don't like that trade whatsoever. Yeah, I wouldn't mind paying two-point guards. You know what I'm saying? That I don't mind. I don't mind paying two guards. But two guys in, in the front court, I'm not paying because the centers are the really most irrelevant position today when the league is going smaller. But that's just me. You know, everybody will have their opinion. We'll see if it works. You know, like I said, I try not to be so hard on the smaller markets like Zach here. Like, I try not to be because they are desperate. And so they do desperate things to try to improve their roster. And I get that. I just don't like it. But maybe... Maybe it just might work. We'll see. But Zay, real quickly, you got a loser? Yeah. Um, Charlotte Hornets. They just lost Miles Bridges due to him wanting a rap career, and they didn't sign nobody else in this in his free agency. So I don't know what the heck they're playing to do, but it's not looking good for the Charlotte Hornets team, which was ranked dead last in defense last season. Yeah, exactly. and they lost their coach, the original coach uh, they were going to hire in Kenny Atkinson. Quickly, my biggest loser was the Bulls. I just didn't love the moves they made with Drummond. And uh, Goran Dragic, I think those guys are just way past their best day. I don't know how much uh, they'll contribute in Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In The Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.